in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Well, welcome everybody to yet another episode of another goddamn horror podcast. Um, I'm Ryan, um, one of your hosts. I live in Portland, Oregon, um, which is like in the middle of faux spring, and I'm kind of into it. And um, um, cause it's like not rainy right now. So you start going, well, like you start like looking at your garden maybe I could do shit outside and maybe I can like be like a human again, but like, you know, that there's like this pending, pending doom. Getting you snowed on. <laughs> yeah. You dude, you have yards in Portland. You fucking nerd. <laughs> we don't have those. We have, we don't even have grass in New York. We you know, what's funny that for it. You know what's funny though when you walk around Brooklyn is that like actually tons of people have little tiny yards in front of their house and like tons of like cool little plants and shit in it. Like I'm not gonna. That's like, true. You know what I mean? Like there's tons of like little tiny sections where people have like planted this bush or like something like that. Like just like a tiny little green space. And so hats off to New York City for making use of their their minimal space. That's what I. That's what you I. You know. Say. You know what the cool thing that we have in New York is we have community gardens. Those are dope. Where it'll yeah. be like between it'll be like between two apartment buildings. So like when it's spring in New York and fall, like we have awesome community gardens. But like right now, because it's cold and terrible outside, all those community gardens are just like they're like cat alleys. They're just full of yeah. full of feral cats. Which is great. I'm into it. Like, you know what? But yeah. In the winter, those are cat gardens. That's what those are. We have uh we have um community gardens in portland too but as far as i know every time i go there it's just growing hippies right you know what i mean <laughs> like much, it's, yeah. just, it's just filled with filled with hippies and um you know so every plant and, is hemp whether you want it to be or not right it's, it's like, like <laughs> and as as the natural as a punk rocker the natural enemy of the hippie um it is a um it is a uh, um you know I, I try to avoid it it's like I feel like it's like going to Burning Man. So, oh wait, watch this. Speaking of punk rock, <laughs> um, we I thought you were going to say speaking of Burning Man. <laughs> you, were like, you were like, "Yo, man!" We're oh, gonna, check like, this out. I got tickets. I don't even know. If I do tickets. <laughs> um, I don't even know anything about it. No, you have, have an, you have to have an RV and shit now to go. A guy, a guy, a guy I used to work with um, would go every year, of course, and because uh, uh, I live in Portland, and that's just how that works. I was and, trying to do a segue, but it got uh, sad. Yeah. On. No, no, believe me, we're, we're, we're going to go back to it, dude. The segue, segue, tight. say like Great. a segue. is going to be way better after I tell the story. Um, okay. <laughs> and like he said to me, he like looked me dead in the eye. He's like, "Yeah, I just really love Burning Man because it's in an intentional community." Uh, and he said it with such conviction that I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. And then, like, I walked away and, like, two seconds later, I'm like, what the fuck does that even, like, what is that, like, <laughs> what the, what, what is that, like, even, like, a, like I don't get it. Anyways, um, yeah, so, anyways, uh, not going to Burning Man. Um, back to you. Speaking, speaking, speaking of punk rock, yes. 
our guest today. Uh, is, the segue is uh, amazing. Uh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a professional. Um, Josh, watch this. Super professional. Josh, is it going or going? Guyon. No, okay. Say whatever they want. Josh Guyon. Um, yeah. uh, how, how did you pronounce it, though? I say Guyon. Okay. There I like go. that. I like that you're kind of not sure. You're kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. does it like it doesn't even matter. My, I'm the same way with Faye and Fahey. Like it's I don't for a while I yeah. forgot. <laughs> Last names are weird. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you, Josh, for being here. Josh is uh, a, a musician for a, a, a slew of New York bands. Um, let me run down some of them. High costs. Up for Nothing, who I think may have played The Nest, actually. Um, uh, the legendary Ellen the Degenerates, which I absolutely love. And uh, my current favorite, Heavy Lag. Um, now, this episode, I selfishly booked uh, uh, this podcast because Josh is actually playing at my Groundhog Day show, January 28th. But then I also found out by following him on Instagram that he loves horror. And like the new kind, like he's watching new movies and shit. So I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you so much, Josh. How are yeah. you? <laughs> Thanks, thank you guys for having me. This is this is awesome. Always like to nerd out about this shit with other people. Yeah. So uh, if you can tell us uh, a little bit about some of the bands that that you've done that you've been in here, because yeah, yeah, a bunch of really great ones. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I think the the ones that are most active now are probably Heavy Lag and uh, High Cost. Cost is still a little bit inactive with the pandemic stuff going on and people not feeling super comfortable about shows and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, High Cost is definitely more of just like a power violence-y, hardcore type yeah. band. Uh, Heavy Lag is almost the complete opposite of that, uh, which is like, I guess for lack of a better term, like pop punk stuff. I mean, we we, we want to sound like marked men, and uh, I was gonna say you have a very marked men vibe. Yeah, cool. So then it's then, then we're I guess we're doing, <laughs> we're doing that okay then. So yeah, that's what we're 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 going for with that. Um, and then yeah, Ellen uh, Ellen was a super fun thing. Um, unfortunately, we stopped back in like 2019. We had a really really fun run of shows and recordings and stuff. Oh, and I'm sorry, up for nothing. Uh, we actually just recorded a new, uh, a new album this year. So that's oh, right. where we're waiting. If final vinyl ever uh, gets, if vinyl ever gets done. <laughs> well, I, 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 I do have to mention this. I like that, that throughout time now we've found out that Ellen and the degenerates are actually way better than Ellen DeGeneres. So uh, <laughs> I think that's great. I like how that tide turned. So good for you guys. <laughs> Thanks. I'm pretty sure Elena uh, probably only half ironically reached out to the young show maybe a couple times about <laughs> But also a lot of people, a lot of like random people who don't know how to use Facebook, there was a while where they were messaging the Ellen page thinking we were Ellen uh, generous and they'd be like, this is my <laughs> uncle that sings at truck stops. Uh, and it was, it was pretty great to fuck with them for a little bit until they realized 
I brought stuff. those people on tour. Like, I would love an uncle who sends up <laughs> bus stops, like, to open up for a band. Yeah, that would be, like, yeah. way better than most opening Yeah, bands. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like... Different yeah. opportunity that they were looking for, but I think they would have it done. For sure. <laughs> you said that you guys were, like, kind of, like, pop punk, and, like, I guess I can see that. But I guess, like, pop punk anymore has just such, like, a wide... It's, it's a wide net. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, there's always been like different versions under the pop punk umbrella, but it seems like even like wider now. Like, I mean, you can, um, um, you can go like, you know, like with like pop and banner pilot and like, I mean, you could go on and on and iron chic and like all these bands that are like almost like, like all the Midwestern pop punk stuff, it has like a total like post hardcore sort of vibe to it. And it's yeah, just like, sure. and so like you can like, I don't know, like it, it, it's just different now than it is. I, I write for the hard times. We make a lot of fun of pop punk guys. <laughs> and um, uh, sometimes I'm a little like, but which guys or do all pop punk guys uh, <laughs> date high school? <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, it's definitely split. And I mean, uh, Sometimes I refer to it as an adult pop punk. Sure. <laughs> uh, adult adult contemporary pop punk. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, the Midwest bands are great. I mean, Dylan Jafford is probably top three all time favorite bands. Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. And so yeah, influential, you know, like uh, what's that? And so influential. In- yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I also love Green Day so much. Uh, love, <laughs> like probably more than I should at this point. But um, I wasn't a big fan of yeah, their I mean, their they, they last kinda... their last couple. No, weren't, I mean, weren't too yeah, great for me. But I no. still rock Insomnia all the time. <laughs> so like they're like my favorite band, but I really don't like anything they've done since like two thousand and one. But I mean, you know, <laughs> they keep on trucking. I, I actually don't hate the newer stuff like it's really overproduced uh to like a really obnoxious point but like they're trying to be a little bit more power poppy versus like fucking jesus of suburbia like rock opera or something sure. they're really right. just trying to be like all right you guys are like nodding your heads to like uh, exploding hearts and like even the strokes or something i don't know but it's it seems a little better than uh literally everything they put out for the past two decades so you're the I'm, I'm definitely you're the you're the same kind of green day fan that i am a metallica fan like metallica is my favorite fucking band but like all their new shit i'm just like yeah whatever they made a new album like good for them like i'm you know i'm still gonna listen to it uh, you know but yeah i'll check it out like i maybe won't talk to anybody about it but uh for, for sure yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know like i kind of just i feel like like with like a lot of these bands there's kind of uh um um i don't like then we can like swing back from there was a time period where i definitely like moved like so i love green day like uh you're like i mean i saw them open up for like with seaweed and bad religion on that tour and like and we love we love we all liked i lived in denver at the time and we all like love them and and then there was a time period where yes i did like step back when like when it was it was just too much but like over time over time though you're like oh wait a second like green day is actually like like just like a really good band and like maybe 
yeah and it's just like i can just go ahead and just like green day because like fucking who cares you know what i mean like um, yeah dude that was my exact fucking journey i think there's a point where i was like fuck this i'm too cool for this right. band an american idiot or something dumb and then and then like i just again uh, like a few years later i was like oh i get it like let me just continue to love this band also, they're just like, at least Billy Joe, for the most part, just seems like a dude who knows music and knows really good music. Mm-hmm. And like, despite Green A not being great lately, it's super weird because he churns shit out with his other bands. That's awesome. It's yeah. like he saves the shit for Green Day. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> it's like, like he has the long shot, which just came out like a few years ago. And that's just straight like power pop worship stuff right. and overproduced, but like whatever. Um, the network, which is basically Green Day, with I think members of Devo. Yeah, one I guy. Love, one, yeah. One, yeah, one guy from one guy from Devo. But yeah, it's that, just uh, Green Day plus Devo, and it's yeah, kind of rules. Yeah, and it, dude, I'm like, I'm like that fucking rules. <laughs> what so, is it? Okay. Something something 2020. Uh, yeah, uh, money, 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 2020. Yeah, 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 that 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 record. Rochambeau that song, is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, it's, they they really just kill it. So it's like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like I'm gonna look at that stuff and like. Even like Pinhead Gunpowder is super like classic. Super great. Love Pinhead Gunpowder. Um, one of my favorite, real quick, it's kind of off topic, but one of my favorite bands ever, Every Time I Die, like just broke up. Just oh, released their yeah. best record easily of their career and then got in a fight and broke up. I, like I over the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing that on the, uh, on the uh, yeah. unfold. I'm absolutely gutted. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we should move on. It leaves, it leaves a band. It, 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 it's kind of good because then at least they're not putting out fucking ten shit albums over. It's decade. true. It's yeah. true. But um, man, like they just oh, it, like Keith had just gotten sober, I guess, and like all of a sudden put out. I thought their best album, best record, yeah. easy, and yeah. Then they all hate each other, I guess, now or something. I don't know. But that dude's still wrestling in uh, AEW, which is great. Yeah. That, so. <laughs> that's all i care about at this point um well should we get into uh the the horror section of this oh i'm just gonna keep talking about green day um and okay. just- <laughs> that's fine <laughs> uh, actually the one thing i will say just just another thing is like we can get down on green day's records or metallica's later records but like you kind of come to this point and i think that this is just like one of those things is like what band has more than five great records you know what i mean like like uh, that aren't like the greatest bands of all time you know what i mean like like okay like maybe like the beatles or like any we can i'm not here to argue about if the beatles are good or not or like the rolling stones (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm not like all okay they all they all have great classic records but who else yeah it's a good point um more than five I mean, like, well, let's let's, even go, let's go like the Metallica standard, which is I believe Metallica has four great records and then a okay. bunch of terrible records. But I believe that they have four great records. I think they have Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and I will give them a justice for all. Um, anything past that I don't like. But Alkaline but, uh, Trio. All right. That's okay. I, 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 I could eat, I think more than four. Easy for me, at least. But that's uh, also you're getting into like. Are we going by numbers? Like, 
sales like or I'm just ju- personally I'm, like, I'm just saying it's really hard for a band to put out that many great records so when we're sort of like agreed so when we're sort of like hard on bands like green day i'm like well green day has given us i mean five records i think that are that are probably great that you know right. what i mean like um and yeah, yeah. and um like that's a pretty high average for any it is band. but i think i think if they once once you hit a, a certain point it's it's disappointing i don't don't know i think it's weird i I think it's i think it's weird when bands come back later and then release great records like um, well like i mean i'm gonna go hip-hop right now but like Nas is like had like the most amazing like his most recent streak is his best streak of all time you know he's got he's got three amazing records and then he's got another double record coming out and you'll say you're like oh my god like where did you know what i mean where like his first two records were like so amazing and then then after that it just dropped off and then you know so it's just i don't know it's just like an interesting thing so you're like i don't know like so we're really ultrally hard on bands i guess is what i'm saying like when when they hit a certain point of of greatness then you're disappointed when they don't hit it as a fan it's not their fault we're expecting something and and if even if they're not giving it to us or they're trying something else it's it's on us if we're disappointed i think a lot of it but well i mean sure but even if you take like, like let's say like slayer which pretty much released a bunch of the same record, right? I mean, the first ones were like epic and classics. And then they went through a period of time where everything was just kind of like pretty, like, I don't want to say similar, but like kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? And like, For we, sure. lot, we lost interest in that too, right? Like, like did anybody, is anybody super into like Slayer's like eighth, ninth record? You know what I mean? Like it's like. Once Hanneman was gone, I was out. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, I totally get, I totally get what you're saying, and I think what I've just done is just lower my bar for, for everything. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Right. You know, like Perfect. I'd rather than that. And like, if I hear a great album, sick. I, I wasn't expecting this, uh, but I saw yeah, you I, post uh, uh, like four records of the same band the other day, and I don't, I had never heard of them. What was that band? It, it was, it, it was like four different records. You were like Great Mail Day or something. Oh, and I went and checked oh. it out, and it was like some weird, like dark pop. Oh, it was this band Mac Faberskin. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So I they they just did a new album and Run for Cover Records. I think they just had a bundle where it was like all at like their whole. Their, I guess their discography minus like the very first thing. So I was like, oh, let me just fucking waste money. I don't have to buy this, but they're really <laughs> really cool. They're like uh, <laughs> like a a dark synth pop kind of yeah yeah it's like i don't know it reminds me of like a weird cross between like the cure and like uh blondie or like cindy lauper um but like a little like darker and yeah really really fun stuff the, re- the new record is really good her voice is like killer i think they're from yeah that's Sweden. awesome i don't want to i'm burnt i should i should probably uh, know this stuff, but I think I think they're from somewhere over there. But yeah, the new album is really good. Old album is really good. Um, really dig that band. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the the found footage. You guys ready? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Jonas is stoked. I, I, I can I hear did. it. <laughs> Listen, found footage. Found footage is an interesting subject to me. It is. I, it really is. So. Uh, how are we going to do this? 
Oh, I mean, like, I mean, like, I love found footage personally. Like, I think it's like, I think it's, uh, um, you know, I think it's a, a really when done right, it's a really great. But it's kind of just like any movie. Like, if it's just done right, it looks great. You know what I mean? And it's and it's fun, and they can pull it off. It's um, true. I think it got stuck with a like soon after it blew up and became like a big thing. Um, it, it it got slapped with with a negative. Fit, like like that that was a negative label found footage pretty quickly the, I, I feel like here's the thing about found footage it started off at one of the highest points it could be you know what i mean like it started off like it debuted on the scene with blair witch and that was like the one that fucking blew people's ass off you know they're just like whoa they did this crazy thing with the marketing and like the movie itself it was so little money and it made them so much money and all these things so like everything that came after that automatically had this like this bar that it had to go to to where if it was like if it wasn't even close to that bar people were like it's a piece of shit when that's not actually the case like you know there's a lot of movies that even if they're not Blair Witch caliber as far as like everything that it did for the genre they're badass movies but they automatically get that weird label of like they get that weird, like almost immediate judgment because the first one on the scene was so prolific, you know? Right. Totally. Totally. I feel like paranormal activity kind of came right after that. And I I was in the same club, but I I feel like it got just shrugged off. It's like, Oh, it's just a Blair Witch ripoff. And I think people still say that shit. But like, if you watch those movies, like especially the first one, it's other than just being found footage style, like it's completely different. Like uh, it's very different in its own way. Yeah. Very, very different. Paranormal activity was also was like the was like the second wave of like the of the big found footage movies, which I thought was pretty cool. And then unfortunately, it had like 850 sequels. So everybody was just like, oh, well, this one's shittier than that one. So the whole thing (laughs) sucks. And like people got just weird, like movie snob shit about it because it's a good series in general. I agree. I uh, and th- again, there was a time where I was on that boat, but then I like watched the first one, and I watched the rest of them. And I, I, like the the ones after three are fun. Like even the new one is pretty fun. Like next again, that was like I, I, I love the new one. Boxes for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought the new one. I thought next again was like just like like a pretty just solid horror movie. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just oh, like. Yeah, yeah. A fucking cave. And, Do you need uh, to? I've only seen the first Paranormal Activity, and I, I didn't care for it but that was a long time ago i may feel differently at this point but uh this next of kin it, it's got a cool poster do i need to see the other 17 <laughs> no i don't think so I, think <laughs> okay. it's, uh, I will say the first three are pretty awesome uh i mean i guess you know not where i got we're kind of past the point of spoiler it's not really a spoiler anyway but the first three really tie in to each other very well i think like, oh, okay, cool. Not, like, and then after that, they like try to keep in the same mythology of the like the story, and then they kind of create other stories. So it's a cool like timeline. But the first three, I think, are the best. At like, here are these like here's this cohesive kind of story that 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 t- like comes back to like fill in some blank spots. 
Yeah, it's uh, I, no, I I totally like it, that's like exactly, it. and I think that there's some like amazing imagery in each of them, and the third one particularly with the sheet behind the the woman while she's like at the oh, like, yeah. at the dinner table and all that stuff. Like it's just super good, and it's just like yeah. I don't know, it's just like fun and like just trying to be creepy, and I kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, we're just yeah. gonna make these movies creepy, and I'm I'm a fan of that. Um, yeah. Second one too it was like the second one. Not a lot was happening, which I don't mind. But like, not a lot was happening until that one moment where the mother's just in the kitchen and everything just fucking opens and like flies all over the place. And it kind of like went from there. I was like, that's I don't know. I thought that was super a super cool shot. Well, uh, let's uh, let's start our list of um, best of. Um, yeah. Who wants to start? Right. I mean, my, mine are weird because I'm not doing top three. I'm doing lesser known ones, so I can start to kind of. Okay, let's let's hear it. Let's kick it, kick it, kick it right. off with your like I like I was into this before you were. Um, <laughs> these, these, are for, <laughs> dude, these, these are for sure not hipster takes. Some the hipster of them, takes. Tell, they are not. I will tell you this: some some of them, like at least one of them, is absolute dog shit. But the reason I'm bringing it up in the list is because I don't think a lot of people have seen it because of a lot of different reasons. In fact, fuck it; it's the first one I'll bring up. So it's (laughs) it's the reason I'm bringing this one up is because this one has like a whole a whole like lore attached to it that uh, that kind of made it seem a lot cooler than it actually was once you saw it, which kind of goes back to the Blair Witch thing. Because with the Blair Witch, it's a dope movie. Don't get me wrong, but half of the selling point of the movie is that it was all true, and they it's really the dedicated. Yeah, they really dedicated themselves to the marketing. So when you went and saw the movie, and you had it in your head because you were young and dumb, you're like, "Oh, this is a real movie," and it kind of gave you that like cool <coughs> feeling, you know. And then after you found out it was all bullshit, it was like, "All right, this is an okay movie now. Like, it's not a great movie, but it's an okay movie." This one is not even an okay movie. Like, they did the whole marketing thing and everything to make it seem like this was real and to make it seem like it was actual, real found footage that they found from a serial killer. And it was not. The reason that the movie is not great is because it doesn't necessarily have a storyline, but it's creepy as fuck. The movie's the Poughkeepsie tapes. Mm -hmm. So, the Poughkeepsie tapes had this whole thing attached to it where it was like an actual, real serial killer that would, like, trap these people and torture them and do like the whole like torture porn thing but the way that it was filmed this is why i'm bringing this movie up the way that it was filmed looked like a snuff film like legitimately looked like snuff film tapes so when you watch it even though it doesn't have this storyline it's legitimately creepy like it makes your skin crawl it makes you feel like gross afterwards so when you watch it like you it's one of those movies where you want to take a shower afterwards but it had so many different um, like hurdles before it came out that so many people just didn't see this movie. Like it came out and then it got pulled like less than a week after it got pulled out because they were like, no, this is a real snuff film. We got to pull this fucking movie. And the studio was like, are you shitting me? Like we didn't release a snuff film to theaters guys. Um, but they sold the news <laughs> on it. They did. Uh, that movie's fucked up. That movie fucked me up for sure. Right. It's <laughs> a fucked up movie. Yeah. I get it uh, 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 confused with that one, the something else tapes. It was a found footage, and I think it predates Blair Witch, actually, but it was Aliens, and it's clearly oh, just like gray alien fucking... 
yeah. suits and stuff. It's real goofy and weird. Anyway, it's not that one. But yeah, <laughs> it's not this stuff. I've never seen it though. The Poughkeepsie. So the Poughkeepsie tapes is literally is supposed to be the tapes of a serial killer that they found in the basement of this person's house of the of the murderer. And the way the movie is presented is it's presented like a news story at first. Like, so there's a narrator that tells you that the footage you're about to see is real and blah, blah, blah. And it's presented like it's just a news story presenting you with the footage of these things. And like, like you were saying, the movie fucks you up. Like at the end of the movie, it feels like you did just watch a snuff film. Um, so the reason I bring this movie up is because for what it did, like for the whole purpose that it had for found footage, it used the found footage genre very well to put together a film that would fuck you up for a week. Like it's definitely one of those movies. So they get credit for that. Um, and it is a movie that's available now. Like you can get it on Blu-ray and stuff. Now I think it was actually scream factory that put it out. And like, I have it in my collection. I've seen it once since I bought it. I'll probably never watch it again, but it's a cool <laughs> one to, you know, like it's, it's kind of like the August underground series, you know, Super fucked up movies, also found footage, super fucked up movies, um, but they're cool to have in the collection. So that one, I think, is one that people should at least seek out to see once, just so they can see, like, kind of how fucked up and dark found footage can really go. Yeah, found footage tends to go deep, like, yeah. into some dark, dark shit. It's, it's really weird. Yeah, dude. Um, that one and Megan is Missing really fucking destroyed my soul, oof. to be honest. Megan is yeah, missing. Megan is missing hurts. Like it's a painful yeah. movie. Uh, all right, Josh, you want to go? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if I had to do top three, it's hard. Um, it it would be Blair Witch for sure for the for the top my my favorite one just because of like it kind of you know, created, created the wave. Um, I mean, I would say it definitely did, even though people will say, you know, Cannibal Holocaust, whatever came first, but like, Blair, I think Blair Witch created that whole wave. Um, and I love it. I could rewatch it like anytime. Um, it still stresses me. They're <laughs> lost in the fucking woods <laughs> and arguing about it. Um, it's a lot of arguing. Yeah. I love, I love that movie. Yeah. There's a lot. It's like, I realized <laughs> that's actually the, the biggest stress factor there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm super into it. Should, should I run down all three? We're we just doing like kind of one at a time. We'll do one at a time. We can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, Blair Witch is in, in, incredible. Um, and I'll say, I, I think the marketing, like I mentioned earlier, uh, ha has a lot to do with what made that movie. Cause even knowing that it wasn't real going in, there's still a sense of like, oh, huh, maybe, uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, there's that, that last scene, that last shot kind of changed the way I looked at horror. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it, it's, it's so like, I was like, oh, that really, that struck me and kind of nothing really happened. <laughs> like there was like just everything leading up to this one moment is, can be incredibly effective. And that helped sort of, it helped me open up my eyes kind of about not even horror, but I think art in general, but yeah, it, it's a huge important movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Yes. So I think I think a Blair Witch is a great choice for for any any of us doing this. It's a I'm a huge fan, and I've talked about this a lot of uh, of uh, Blair Witch Two. So <laughs> so um, like uh, I I think that Blair Witch Two is uh, um, like um, one of the most underrated, most poorly maligned of all of all horror movies like people just um love to uh love to hate it but in, in the end if you watch it now stand alone forget that it came out just like a year and a half after Blair Witch and you just try to watch it as its own movie and you and you know a little bit about the background about like what they were trying to do um um you know that it's uh really like it's actually a pretty good movie and the you know the guy the director who also has directed, speaking of which, um, um, Metallica's, uh, what's the the movie everybody hates from Metallica? Oh, uh, some, some, kind some kind of monster. Of monster. Yeah. Um, but he's also directed a ton of like other like really cool stuff. And um, he just said that like he tried to go meta with it as opposed to just like found footage, which I think was the right way to go. Sure. And um, you know what I mean? And I think that it is, uh, um, you know, it's good. So I, I'm pro Blair Witch 2. You've actually, dude, you've actually sold me on Blair Witch 2 over the lifespan of this podcast. Because honestly, when we started, I hated that movie. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I hated the shit out of that movie when we started this whole thing. And I've watched it a couple of times since we've started this podcast. And you know what? It won me over. Like when I looked at it objectively and watched it just as a horror movie. It's a pretty good fucking good movie. horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah um, I gotta rewatch it. It's been a long time. Yeah, give it, give it, a, give it a go. I promise you, you, you won't. You'll be like, okay, you know what? This is actually okay. And there's some like actually like some found footage moments and stuff in there that I freaking love. So, yeah. Uh, um, okay, go for it, go? Graham. Right, okay, I'll, I'll go. All right, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> I'm going with, and this is kind of maybe cheating i'm not even sure if this is exactly a found footage i think it counts uh i went with for my number three digging up the marrow by adam yeah Green. that was solid um it's it's kind of dumb too <laughs> like the whole it is dumb. Uh, like like the whole everything but those fucking monsters in it when they finally show up are so over the top and awesome like i love that shit it's sort of just like a perfect like mockumentary or shockumentary if you will um uh, <laughs> to uh as a as a as a horror fan it's it's a it's a it's a love letter to horror fans more or less because you know there's all those cameos and shit but then like holy shit those monsters are great i love that movie that's a great movie and it's it's also a lesser known one because most people know adam green from hatchet and stuff like that right right and D digging up the marrow kind of is just one that's off to the side of his filmography but it you everybody should check that movie out like it's super fun it's yeah. it's found footage horror comedy like it's fucking yeah. dope why is he good in that too such a fucking maniac yeah <laughs> totally 100 percent. all right i am gonna go um I'm going to start with I, they're they're all three kind of uh, tied, so I don't really have like a number three, two, or one. Um, I'm going to start though with uh, Troll Hunter. 
Because Troll Vaunter is just fucking dope. Um, it's just like if you haven't, anybody hasn't seen Troll Hunter, it is a group of people. It has a Blair Witchy vibe about trying to find something, and they they stumble across like this dude who who's been who was hired by the government to hunt trolls, and it is uh, I think it's Swedish and uh, something like that. Um, some co- like we have so many foreign listeners; they're all like, "You're so you guys suck so bad sometimes." Um, <laughs> it's um, Norwegian, like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, is it Norwegian? Andre Overdon. Yeah, uh, the dude that did uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, cool! Wow, oh, yeah. that guy's awesome. Um, He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, but Troll Hunter is amazing. It's a, uh, it's just really good. Um, like it, it's just like it's kind of everything you want from a monster movie. It's kind of it's like it's it's fun. It's like frightening. It's like and it's interesting and it's got big gigantic trolls in it, which is just like. Kind of an underutilized, uh, utilized movie monster, to be quite honest with you. So I'm going Troll Hunter. As my I love it. The the world building in that movie is unparalleled. Just through that dude talking about the different trolls and like yep. the different species and stuff, yep. and fucking you know, like that movie is absolutely. It's yeah, it was my number two. So we can just skip my next one. But yeah, <laughs> that shit is one of my favorite movies. Andre Overdot is one of my favorite uh, directors. Uh, doing that and Autopsy of Jane Doe, two completely different movies, um, eliciting just like he, just his shit just looks cool. And, he also, and the, he also the did monsters, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. And, and then as regardless of how that movie plays out as a movie, it looks fucking so good. Um, yeah. and, and I don't know what, it, cause it's gotta be CGI. Those trolls look amazing yeah. and it's just the way he shoots it and the way he, he, it, yeah. it, it's amazing. So yeah, well fucking played on that one. I think that one's also kind of a, like a lesser known one because like a lot of people, when you talk to them about like movies you've never seen or like, you know, ones that you should really seek out troll hunter really shows up on a lot of people's like radar of people that really seek out movies that are just not super well known. Troll hunter is fun. Like that's what I love about it. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. It rules. It rules. That was also going to be in my top three, but. Oh, so. <laughs> this is this is this is how this goes it's kind of yeah like it's a, fine uh, yeah we're pretty chaotic like, yeah we can you know it's Great. just like you know this, this list this list thing is like we're all kind of like i mean we could the, the problem is, is we could plan it all to be together together beforehand and be like okay i'm gonna do this one and that one but then the spontaneity is gone and that's yeah. just like and then the, then it sounds like we're just rehearsing this beforehand and we basically do the list just to make sure that we talk about you know a good amount of the movies in yeah, the genre exactly, oh. exactly. yeah yeah i'm gonna um, have to make a list just after this fucking i'm so burnt and i, I just forgot literally the names of really good ones so i took like 20 minutes what are the good ones right. um jonas. Right, jonas so all right so my first one was a shitty movie this the other two are not so <laughs> this one uh this one is from ty west who is doing uh that movie x that's coming Hell up yeah. that looks fucking amazing um if y'all haven't seen the preview for that one my friend saw a pre-screening of it and he basically said 
with it. It's not, it doesn't give anything away. You can tell this in the trailer. He said that the movie feels like the Evil Dead remake, but on a grimy porn set. So I'm like, yo, I am fucking oh, sold. Oh, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sold. Uh, so Ty West did a, uh, did a movie that was a found footage movie called The Sacrament. Yeah. And I love this movie. This movie, Me too. It, this movie literally is Georgetown. That's what it is. That it's mm-hmm. the story of Georgetown. It's the, it's the entire story of that. It's the story of Jim Jones. It's the story of all of the things with Georgetown, but they don't have the rights to use certain terms and characters and stuff like that, which is super weird about a mass murder, but whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so they had to get creative with it, but he didn't really have to get creative. He went to, it goes to a place called Eden parish. Um, and it's done through the uh, lens of one of the um, cult members' brothers that's going to find his sister um, at this parish. And Isn't so he it's a all... vice reporter, too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a vice reporter. <laughs> so he's doing, a, he's doing a vice story on, you know, quote-unquote Georgetown. And it's done in the found footage style. Um, the guy that plays the great value, Jim Jones, is fucking awesome. Like, he does mm-hmm. so good. Um, the acting in it is great. The filming of it is very good. Um, it's all done. I think actually the whole movie is found footage, um, which I didn't expect when I first, uh, saw the movie. I expected it to be kind of half and half, but it's a fully found footage movie. It was done on a pretty low budget. Um, really let Ty West show off his skill behind the camera. Um, and it's another one of those movies that I think like a lot of people just don't know exists. It's uh, it's executive producers, Eli Roth, stuff like that. So it's got like good names attached to it, but because it never got really a theatrical release or anything like that, it just kind of flew under the radar. Um, but yeah, that's my number two uh, for lesser known found footage. Fucking fantastic movie. If you're looking to get schooled on Ty West stuff before that movie comes out, definitely check out The Sacrament. It's super fun. Excellent pick. I, for- I had forgotten that was found footage too. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think the whole movie is sound footage. I'm pretty yeah. sure the entire thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really like, I, I think I saw that because I, I saw that that dude, A.J. Bowen, was going to be in that. And I, I, yeah. I really like all the stuff he's been in, like all the wingard stuff and like uh, Signal, yeah. the old, like the Signal, like 2000, I forget when, but yeah, that movie was great. The way they the way they did the uh, the flavor aid, not fucking Kool Aid, by the way, the flavor aid <laughs> scene. <laughs> the way they did the flavor aid scene was actually really crazy because uh, it's done from multiple different angles. So like it's done from one person's viewpoint through a camera, but then it's also done through another person's viewpoint that's like hiding um, from you know the people that are going around finishing people off that didn't fully die from it. Like, so it's, it's fucking tense. Like there's parts in the movie where you're legitimately like really interested in, you know, invested in if this characters are going to get out and you can't really spoil it if you know the story of Georgetown, cause that's literally what it is. So, but yeah, yeah. good shit. <laughs> awesome. All right. Every, every, every time somebody says, oh. don't drink the Kool-Aid, don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm like, don't say it, Ryan. They don't need to know. They don't need to know. Don't say it, Ryan. They don't need to know. They don't need to know. Then I go, then, then like, you're, like, like, you're just going to, like, you're going to sound like a mansplainer. You're going to sound like, a, and then this is like, don't say it, don't say it. Then I'm like, it wasn't Kool-Aid. Right. <laughs> it was flavor I said, aid. 
I, I correct him every time. I'm like, it's not Kool Aid, motherfucker. Well, I, he was I, a, he was a cheap he was a cheap motherfucker, and he got flavor aid. Probably and, shitty flavor aid too. Um, it was grape, and um, <laughs> it was it was literally grape. Uh, it was grape flavor aid. Um, that but, is the good kind. Yeah, it is a good kind. Um, well, <laughs> red is the better kind, but um, grape is okay too. Um, so, but I but I have to say because I know that like not that I feel bad for the fine folks at kool-aid at all but like they have their whole like their whole time like tried to distance themselves from the mass murder basically of it like i i i get it like if i worked out at kool-aid i'd be like yo man like like this isn't on us this is we, <laughs> we have a big big thing picture that jumps through a wall we're the fun people right <laughs> we're not a fucking slew of corpses and some dead <laughs> fbi agents right you know what i mean we're not we're not dead kids we're like fucking fun kids anyways you know, you know, there's probably some fucking analytical nerd that's in the back of these bitch out marketing meetings that's like, actually, we do murder a lot of kids. It's just our <laughs> diabetes. And it's just like, they're like, you're fired. We just, <laughs> you know, like, we just wait till they're 70 and they lose their feet. So. Right. <laughs> we don't do it at Georgetown. We, we're in for the long game. We're not flavor aid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Josh, number two. Or uh, anyone. <laughs> yeah, I think the next one on my list was going to be the taking of Deborah Logan. Um, I thought that was a really cool, like, take on a possession found footage movie, how it kind of mixes, like, uh, dementia into the whole thing, which mm-hmm. is just a fucking terrifying uh, <laughs> thing to think about. Um, mm-hmm. But then turning it into this, like, weird lore backstory of uh you know like p- passed down cult stuff for lack of a better term but it was it was fun i don't know if you guys saw it i think that's definitely oh yeah one of the greater ones that is out there um creeps me like just there's a lot of scenes that just creep me the fuck out to be honest and uh i i think that one i could watch pretty repeatedly the final scene is so fucked up and it's it's so good yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I steered away from it because uh, of the name. I steered away from a lot of really great movies because of the names, actually. That's on me. But like Autopsy of Jane Doe, for similar reasons, the taking of Deborah Logan. Uh, yeah. And was proven wrong both times. I should have seen them immediately. But um, yeah, excellent. That, that movie rules. And hit me very hard, actually, because the dementia angle... Um, I ended up taking care of my grandmother for a really long time uh, in Florida <clears throat> while she was uh, suffering from that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a, a brutal one, actually. <laughs> it's really taking good. Deborah, yeah, Taking of Deborah Logan is right up there top. It's like that's one of those top tier movies that people don't realize. A lot of people just kind of slept on it like you did, Graham. Yep. And it's such a well done movie because like it's scary. It's creepy. It's got like the, it's got like that kind of factor to it that makes you feel like the actual, you know, craziness of that movie. Um, and the, uh, like the makeup effects in it are really good. Like how, she, how like Deborah Logan continues to deteriorate throughout the movie. Like it gets, it gets nasty. Like she, even though it's not gory, so to speak, like throughout the movie, she looks nasty. Like she, you know, looks like some shit's happening. It's it's very very well done. That's a super good pick. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, and I, I almost cut in that way kind of borders on like body horror because there's some gross, there's some gross parts for uh, sure. Like uh, just, I forget what uh, I for, man, I totally forget. I just remember I don't know if she was eating dirt or if she was doing something with that spade out in the garden. It was like this is pretty fucked up and gross, and I love <laughs> it and I want more of it. Yeah, I like how the more possessed she got, the farther her hairline went back. Like you notice that throughout the movie, it's like this. yeah, getting, getting real bald. That's what she's doing. <laughs> All right, um, I, I'm I am gonna uh, I'm going um, for my second choice. This could have honestly been a number one, uh, but I'm just gonna go in in, in this slot. Uh, I'm going creep, creep and creep two. Really, both the creep movies. Um, I think that they are both. Um, um, We've talked about him on the show before, but I honestly think that uh, Mark Duplass sort of for the first Creep movie almost deserved like an Oscar nod. Yeah. You hate his guts so much. He is such a creep. Like, it, like it's so fucking <laughs> spot on. Like, you just like want nothing to do with the guy. Like, he's just like, he is so awful. Like, from the beginning, like when he's playing in the bathtub in the beginning and like, and he's like, and it's just like it's just such a it's just such a gross, gross movie, and that's done so well. And like it's such an impactful movie, and there's really only two people in it. You know, yeah. uh, there's the voice of his sister on the phone when when he calls out, and that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? And it's those two carry this whole like tremendously good like horror film and that has like such a great ending and like and then like the whole like thing at the end like it made me jump and like it was like oh it was like i was like man that is quite a freaking movie and creep 2 um i don't like it as much as creep but it is it is it is great too i i think it's a great follow-up yeah it's a great follow-up so yeah, he's also kind of these weird vulnerable moments in like the, the first creep. Even though you know he's a piece of shit, he has these weird moments where you're like, oh, he's, he's kind of he's an he's an alright piece of shit. He's not that bad, you know. But, <laughs> um, I don't know. I loved it. Uh, so such a good like dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what does he say at the end? He's like, I, he was my favorite because he actually thought I was a good person. Like, I just like it. You're like. <laughs> What an asshole. And then you see that he's got like all these things. Anyways, uh, great movie. Love, love. I Creep. also, I like how Creep 2 comes along and you're like, okay, no, he actually is a bad piece of shit. All right. Like, <laughs> any, of that like any of that likability factor, it's like, no, he's fucking terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, I um, yeah. All right, Jonas. Yeah, just get me that round. Just troll uh, hunter. Steven so you Ryan. Want, <laughs> you want me to go to my last one? Yeah, I think so. That's where we're at. Yep. All right. So my last one um, is one that I think we've talked about quite a bit, but I think a lot of people skipped over it. We've talked about it a lot for recommendation-wise, but a lot of people, I think, skipped over it for um, various reasons. It was one that showed up on Shutter, and I think they may have skipped over it because of the length of the movie, because it's short, and also because it's a pandemic-centric movie. Um, but that's Host. Very host, good choice. Host, host blew my fucking mind when I saw it. Like, um, what they were able to do with just filming a movie through computer screens like that and make it legitimately scary and keeping it in a really tight, like, 60-minute runtime. Um, 
that that movie was like damn near a ten out of ten for me. Like the acting, the the effects, the the tension, the creep factor, the all of it. Like all of it worked for me, and I've seen it multiple times now. Um, and uh, I think it's one of those movies also that really needs to get seen by a lot of people because that director, a uh, fucking studio, needs to throw money at him and let him just make a big budget awesome. They did. Film. I saw his new movie. Oh yeah, what is it? Uh, shit, I can't remember what it's called. Not that da- it might be dash cam. Oh fuck. Uh, okay, yeah, I do know what you're talking about actually. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's really did. good. Yeah, it's all okay. Yeah, that is him. I didn't know that was him. That's actually that's like a good little asterisk asterisk to that because I didn't know that was him, and that's a good fucking movie. Um, okay, don't quote me on that. Let me let me double check. I, I know which I know which one you're talking about. I, yeah, yeah. I, I might be called dash cam. Um, but there is something I want to bring up as an, it's not even an honorable mention. It's a dishonorable mention. Um, <laughs> this is a super fucked up movie that if you want to see a movie that'll just weird you out and also probably fuck you up for a little bit. Um, it's the weirdest by far, um, found footage movie I've ever seen. And it's a lot more weird than the Poughkeepsie tapes because the Poughkeepsie tapes was just like snuff filmy. But this one is called Be My Cat a film for Anne. It's... <laughs> I don't like this already. <laughs> right, right, dude. Okay, super simple story, and then I'll let, let that go from there, and you can let your mind run wild. But it's about a Romanian filmmaker that's obsessed with Anne Hathaway, and he makes a found footage film to try to get her to star in his new movie. And the dude is fucked up six ways from Sunday. Like, it's <laughs> it's filmed really well, it's done really well, it's, a, it's very under the radar. Um, but as far as movies that will make you unfucking comfortable for found footage films, that's the one. Um, I found it on some weird random list of like super fucked up movies. So I was like, all right, I got to give that one a shot. And I almost regret it. Honestly, I, <laughs> I almost regret giving it a shot. Um, but yeah, be my cat. It's like also the fucking title is just super weird. Um, but yeah, that's a dishonorable mention, but definitely go check out host. It's still on shutter. It's still, it's still there. Watch the shit out of it. I think it's actually out on Blu-ray too. So like support that film. It's good yeah. stuff. I think that that movie, when it came out and how it came out, the story behind it and everything, I think was almost like a, like a, a light of hope for artists. Uh, knowing that we'd like be able to make stuff still. Like even right. even quarantined, even in lockdown. Like totally. if you're if if you if you're if you've got an imagination, if you can do it, if you can think about it, you know you can. I, I just thought that movie meant a lot, even not the actual movie itself. Just when it right. came out, how it came out, it meant a lot. I think and it's like, to the horror a, community too, especially. Yeah, like, and it's a cool twist on the story too, because it's like it's a seance that's done over a Zoom call. Yeah. Um, that goes fucking wild. It sounds like awful. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> like, it sounds like dog shit. But then when you yeah, watch it, it, it's just like it's pulled off so well. It's an hour, less than an hour, throwaway movie on Shudder, you know, throw it in there with their shorts that I never watch and I always say I will. Right, um, 100%. But yeah, and the, co- the cover rules. of it all—the cover of it also kind of throws you off too. Not great. Like a, yeah, it's just a woman <laughs> screaming into a camera, and it's like that tells me nothing. Like, like this is unfriended three or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. But no, it's it's so good. It's like 
it's one of those ones that was a sleeper too. Like I don't think people expected it. That thing came out of left field and just knocked my fucking socks off. It was great. Yeah. Oh, I think Josh can't hear you. Ryan, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay, I can hear you. Jonas, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. That's fine. He's going to leave and come back in. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, while we're on the subject here, though, I can bring something up. Unfriended 2, I don't know if you would consider <laughs> that a found footage. Would you consider that? A, I've never you, seen you, any of them. That one's actually a good fucking movie. It's a, uh, it's shockingly good. It was one of those ones that was like I watched it, and there's no reason it should have been good at all. There's like because, unfriended. There's there's another one. There's, there's there's there were a bunch that came out that were like all about Facebook horror. Yeah, there was a bunch, there was a bunch of shitty ones about Facebook horror, Instagram horror, or whatever. And the first unfriended is whatever. It's like it's some weird fucking bullshit supernatural story. But unfriended two is called unfriended dark web, and it's actually literally oh. about it's literally about somebody who's a hired hitman on the dark web. So it's not like it's not a supernatural movie at all, and it's actually extremely realistic to where. To like to what things can actually happen on the internet when you start fucking with the dark web, and it's actually a good movie. Like it's, there's no reason it should be a good movie. It should be complete shit, but it's actually a really good movie. Right. Is Josh back? Yep. Oh, I still can't hear you, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fine. yeah. Is he going out and going back in? He is going to, I think, do something different. Um, I think he's going to get some some headphones. I asked him to get like a little closer to it earlier. So, um, such is life. Life in the in the era of the Zoom. podcast game. It yeah. happens. It's Poc- fucking it's po- tech- fucking technology, man. This podcast game is no fucking joke, yo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I should, just leave, I should just leave all this in. What do you guys think? <laughs> I yeah, just, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're bullshitting here. Yeah, we should. Um, speaking of that, you know it's another movie that falls under found footage that's like a totally an honorable mention? Um, Searching, the one with John Cho. No, I haven't seen Never that. saw it. Yeah, so that one's like an actual thriller. It's, I mean, it's a horror film, but it's more, of a th- more on the thriller side of it. And it's him uh, trying to track down his missing daughter, but it's all done through him contacting like his um his daughter's friends and stuff like trying to track down where she's at and everything like that and like she's got a completely different like second life and like all these fairly new right yeah it's pretty new and it's really really well done and it's all done basically through a computer screen or a phone screen or stuff like like it's all done through that stuff um but it's really good and john cho like really, really does a good job. It's also got like Deborah Messing and um, it's got a couple other people, but it's, it's basically like a true crime podcast put onto a movie, but like done in a very good way. Cool. So it's super cool movie. I'm almost done with uh, archive 81. 
Yo, it's good. That was going to be one of my honorable mentions. It's solid. But it's not. It's it's not. What? Your recommendations? It, no, it's going to be one of my uh, honorable mentions. It's fully found footage. Like the whole process of the movie is found footage. He's, uh, I guess. He's but it's a at, TV show. Yeah, but I've done TV <laughs> shows before. No, no, I, I know, but you, um, I'm right, gonna, I, I like it. That, I, I like it. That just did you finish it? I'm not yeah, finished. No, I didn't finish it. That's why it's not on the list. But um, yeah, that's just like, like. By the way, I am leaving all this in. Crowd, <laughs> like listeners. This, I'm just leaving this in. I was gonna edit all this out because we're not. But we. This is now. This is too good. So yeah. um, um, you guys are getting a look behind the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, um, this is literally how we talk all the time. <laughs> um, um, listen, it's totally a found footage. Archive eighty one is fully. That's fine. Footage. I didn't say it was like wasn't. literally. Literally, the point of the movie, the point of the TV show, is finding the footage. You're coming in like I was like this is. Solidly not found footage, but I'm going to bring up this TV show I watched. <laughs> I, just <laughs> I just said I, I watched the TV show, and you're like, "Listen, it's found footage, whether you like it or not." <laughs> listen, listen. We talked about Midnight Mass during the Vampire Show. That was right. That's a. It was thing. a spoiler for me, and I forgot that, and now it's another spoiler. So you spoiled me twice. <laughs> yeah, I like that's it. Why that's why I get high, Ryan, so I forget your spoils. <laughs> To be fair, this is your fault for not watching Midnight Mass yet. That's yeah, true. I mean, no, I know. Gone. I know. Like what? Else, what is like? It's like Mike Flanagan. Like what the fuck else are you doing? And you watching know what I mean? Archive eighty one, some James Wan nonsense. Yeah, I figured it out too. It's not. Um, also, the fucking endless dudes uh, directed the last couple I saw. So that's fucking rad. Um, but it's also I figured it out. It's it's the fucking score of his movies. Oh, I really? The score. Okay. That's okay. That's kind of funny. There's that something actually, about the score of his movies that, that just turned so, me off right away. Josh, Josh has a point down here, and he's back. All oh, right, I was just gonna. Well, I missed a lot. It seems like I missed some controversial subject matter, but I was actually just gonna say what what you you mentioned, James Wan. I really don't like James Wan stuff, but I like the Archive eighty one stuff because uh, Benson and Moorhead directed a few episodes. And I yeah, yeah, that, the that endless guys. Really that, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was really cool. I'm I'm actually enjoying that show so far. Like me too. I kind of like that like found footage, but it's not. It's actually literally it's a show about finding footage uh, <laughs> versus like style. Is my audio is this a little better now? And then I feel yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. All right, cool. I honestly, dude, I thought that show was gonna be dog shit because it was a TV show that was based off of a podcast, and then I was like. I looked into it then, and I was like, "All right, this actually looks like it would be decent." Now that I've watched it, I think it's amazing. I, 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 I hope really there, well. I, I hope there's another goddamn horror podcast show next on Netflix. If, if it, would have to, it would have to be another goddamn <laughs> horror show. Like, if it can't be another goddamn <laughs> horror podcast show, that is too much. It's too <laughs> no, far. I'm good. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Oh, I, who, who's gonna play me? Um, Tom Hardy. I choose Tom Hardy. Uh, that was, damn it. You called shotgun. Was, damn it. <laughs> called shotgun. Or Angel um, Selva. Or Angel Selva. That's a whole other <laughs> um, Who's up next? Which, which one of us is going to take the bullet and have Jared Leto play us? That's what's going <laughs> to happen. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good looking dude. Um, Josh, I think you're up. Or cool. Did we already... 
Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking. One more. Dirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think I had my third, uh, yeah. which I was deciding on this whole time. Um, I was gonna. S- <laughs> this is my way of mentioning it without mentioning it, but this is. I was gonna say Cloverfield, but that's that's kind of a. I'm gonna move a little away from that and say Willow Creek. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Super fucking slow, like nothing. Like it, it first off, been directed by Bobcat, Bobcat Goldwyn. All the love for Bobcat. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like this found footage uh, Bigfoot movie, <laughs> directed by the same dude that was in Scrooge, and also directed like World's Greatest Dad. And I'm like, this fucking rules. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 really good. It's definitely a slow burn. Like without giving stuff away, it, it it's it's basically about this couple, the boyfriends. Uh, on like a pilgrimage to kind of like um you know follow the 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 steps of uh like other bigfoot researchers i think they like look at the grimly tapes and stuff like that and the girlfriend the the skeptic girlfriend is there just kind of um going along with him and you know um chaos ensues but it's it's again it's it's a slow burn but i think it gets to a really cool uh point especially in that like what blair witch did really well it didn't show you kind of anything really but just certain parts were kind of like really creepy or like terrifying on its own and i think i think willow creek does a good job of when it gets to that point it's kind of like oh oh shit like um i really i really like that one and, and gave it a rewatch recently just to make sure i was uh correct in that stance um i feel like with the exception of harry and the hendersons the worst part about every bigfoot movie is the actual bigfoot like (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just a hard thing to pull off it's like fake monkeys in movies or you know what i mean like you're always like oh these fake monkeys suck you know what i mean and like 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 name a movie that has a fake monkey in it that you're like this is awesome I need to go on. I need to go on record and say that I have never once thought in my head watching a movie this fake monkey sucks. Not once. I've really? never thought that. Did you ever see that movie that followed up uh, uh, Jurassic Park? That other Michael Crichton uh, movie? Oh, Congo. Congo. Yeah. Congo. Those fake monkeys sucked. Oh no! I'm not saying the fake monkeys don't suck. I'm just saying it never hit my brain until now when you just told me that. And now every fake money monkey in every movie that I've seen with fake monkeys is a terrible fake monkey. I just really? never thought about it before. So, so like, now they're all, I, they're all shitty. <laughs> now, now I spoiled spoiled movies for Graham. Spoiled and, monkeys, and, and I spoiled. Now I've spoiled fake. Actually, I guess they're fake apes. Bruce Campbell is in Congo. Yeah. Oh, so wow. is, dude. So is Tim Curry. He is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Ernie Hudson. What the fuck happened with that movie? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was the fake monkeys. Like, you it know was. what I mean? Like we it just really couldn't was. get past, we just couldn't get past it. But now here's the question. What's worse? Fake monkeys or like a CGI monkey? So like because like like in the new Dexter, that fucking white elk deer thing was the stupidest part of the whole thing i like the new dexter series but like the white albino <laughs> fucking animal like was awful like it just did like it just never looks real i'm sorry it just doesn't work i love those monkeys in jumanji they look fucking awful but they're the, the best part 
<laughs> that movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, I guess we could probably actually do a whole episode about where they pulled it off and where they have it. Like uh, Wizard of Oz, those flying monkeys are dope. Um, yeah. Trading places, hilarious with the yes. fake, with the fake gorilla. Um, you know what I mean? Like if, if it was a real one, it wouldn't have been as funny. Um, you know, but um, although that movie is really hard to watch these days with with modern eyes, um, but it's a. Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd for some reason gets like gets the the blackface pass. I don't know why that is, but um, maybe because Eddie Murphy's in the scene. But it's uh, but it's uh, it's a it's a weird movie. But I you know I'm, I could probably go down and find the find the good fake monkeys, which is hard because there are basically no good fake monkeys. <laughs> when they use a real monkey, it actually works though. Like that movie Monkey Shines from like 1988. That was a horror. That was a horror film that was actually fucking creepy and scary. And they used a real monkey, and he was like a real. He was a small monkey, but he was a motherfucker. Like it was a real monkey though, and it was a scary real monkey. He was mean. You know who was a badass monkey was Clyde, from uh, from uh, you know from uh, he was uh, Clint Eastwood's homie. Every which way, every every which way, but I'm I'm all about Clyde. Clyde was all right. Clyde was all right. This is no longer about found footage. Nope. This, this is another right, well, go- goddamn. This is another goddamn monkey podcast. I'll bring it back with yeah. a, a, a probably not surprising one, uh, but but probably a hot take. I went with the Blair Witch remake. That is a hot take. Because mm. um, basically, I love everything Adam Winger does, um, but I also think as a movie, as a watchable movie, it just made it. The first, it, it was just better than the first one. Um, and I think the number one thing that makes it better for me is aliens. Because there's pretty much, there's sort of a, like, there might be, it, they might be aliens. And I'm so fucking into that. Blair Witch actually being aliens would be the coolest fucking thing in the world. So, do you know that, how, many that's people would be, how many people would be pissed off if that was the end story of the Blair Witch is that they were aliens? Yeah, the no, I know. People, I want that. Yeah, dude. I want like, everybody else pissed off and me so, so stoked. <laughs> it would be it would be scorched earth on film. Scorched earth. People would be they, so mad. They would be so I would love it. But too, seriously, would, they fucking they they kind of hinted at it. Like it, at the end there in that in those last scenes, uh, there's that shit. There's a fucking ship outside that house. I swear to God. Yo, honestly, if I was doing a real top three, the Blair Witch remake would have been my number one. So yeah. I'm right there with you. I think it's a fantastic movie. I have to. I have to rewatch. I. I. Uh, can you guys? Is my, is my audio all right? My fucking yeah. connection. Yeah, 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 you're good. yeah, yeah. Um, the, I re- Same thing. I really wanted to love that movie because of Adam Wingard, and maybe this is why bar low all the time. I really had my 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 bar pretty high for that, and I don't know why I didn't deliver at the time, but I'm gonna. Go back and, and watch it again. I go back and watch it. It's better, it's better than you think. It's better than you think the first time. But trust me, I yeah. went back and because and, I kind of felt the same way the first time. I was mm. like, it's good, but mm. and then I went back and watched yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, mm. and Let's this is it. super fun. Uh, we talk about this show a lot, uh, Yellow Jackets, but oh, I yeah. found this out. Uh, the finale was directed. By Eduardo Sanchez, one of the original directors of the first Blair Witch. Nice. Oh shit. Yeah, nice. I thought that was super cool. He actually did a. Cool. He did another real. I I thought it wasn't like by any means amazing, but he did. He actually did a good Bigfoot um, 
found footage movie exists. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Like, yeah, again, not the best <laughs> Bigfoot, but I mean, that's why it's bar, bar low. I'm like, what do you want to see? It's fucking Bigfoot. I, I, I really, whatever you think he looks like, I'll go with it. And I think he did a good job on that on that one. Josh, I have an opinion question for you about a found footage movie because this movie is very divisive. I happen to love the shit out of it, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. Um, sure. as, as above, so below. Yeah, I love it, man. I, I love that movie, personally. Um, I think it's I thought fantastic. it was a cool idea. Yeah. Um, right. I thought it was a very cool take on it. Um, yeah. I think one yeah. other thing, I, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, is it a spoiler if that movie's like 10 years old already? No. No, yeah, it's okay, not. So, but It's not, but like, I will say I'm, that. Are we, you, are we still mm-hmm. talking about As Above, So Below? Because I'm about to spoil the shit out of it anyway. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's spoil the shit out of it then. So if you haven't seen the movie, sorry, dude. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> you're going to hear spoilers. Or, or just, <laughs> yeah. just stop it now and go watch right, it. Right, right. Come back. We love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say it's one of the only fucking movies where not everyone dies at the end, and it was kind of nice. I was like, oh, all right, because really in that genre, that's really the way it has to end up for ninety nine percent of those movies. And uh, sometimes it's great because the characters are annoying and the acting's terrible. But sometimes I'm like, uh, I kind of wanted I kind of want to see good things for you. Yeah, the entire one third the, the entire third act is like is skin crawling like it mm-hmm. makes it makes me legitimately uncomfortable like with the claustrophobia and everything of like yeah. that whole third act of the movie is kind of what sells it for me because i like the movie in general but like that entire third act is what sells me on it it like it made me actually uncomfortable which is hard to do with movies and that one i thought was fucking awesome it's really good so my theory and nobody will come along with me on this, but I am 100% convinced that they ascend back into a mirror hell. Like, they don't actually escape. They get out into what they think is, you know, above, but it's actually hell is not so much above and below. It's a mirror. And they've gone into the reverse side and they've gone into the hell side. That's how they get out. That's my total. I swear to God, that's what happened. That's what, it's disa- so bleak at the end. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Actually, I, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think they open a portal to hell, and I think that's where they are. I think when that all that shit starts to happen at the beginning of the third act and stuff, I think they got twisted around or flipped somehow, and and that's what happened. And so they get the, they get the way out, but it's the exact flip, and they're now in hell. Anyway, that's my theory. I'm into that, that theory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually like that theory because it makes the movie way more fucked up, but in a really good way. Right. <laughs> I, I really like <laughs> yeah, that theory. Yeah. All right. My final is going to be, like I said, they could be all together, like, is going to be the Hell House trilogy. Yes. Any, any of the three of them, I like them all. Um, I like I like one the best because I think it's the scariest. Um, but I just think that Hell, Hell House LLC is is just one of the I don't they just pulled it off and it's like actually like scary and it's um like the clown thing in the basement is awful like you know what I mean like you just like don't really want anything to do with it um, and <laughs> and I kind of like how like as the, the movies go on it shows that like like this place has been like dragging these people in and you know what I mean and it's like I don't know I think it's a 
I'm, I'm going with Hell Houses. So. I haven't seen two or three, and I, I definitely want to because I absolutely fucking love the first one. And I just rewatched it again for this episode coming up. I was like, I'll oh, freshen up on some found footage, and that's sort of one that gets talked about that I don't, I don't think I've seen enough. But yeah, wow, that movie's really good. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll like all of them, honestly. I think I will too. Yeah. And honestly, if you like the first one, it's it's a lot of lot of like if you like that, well, then you're gonna like it. You know what I mean? Right. No, they don't they, they don't like you know like rewrite the fucking like. There's no like oh wow they're doing something really different here. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's it's like it's like if you like Friday the Thirteenth three, well, you're probably gonna be you're in for it for three, four, and five because it's basically <laughs> all all the same shit. I mean, five's a little yeah. bit different. There's like a small plot point change in five, but still the it exact gets right same, back to the basics. The, <laughs> the exact same shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's like um, you know, so it's uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, uh, I don't know. I think they were fun. I think they came out. Um, Came out, and I also kind of like how they're like universally kind of liked by people. Like it's hard to find that in horror. Like I mean, I mean, like watch how people are talking about the new Scream, or how people are talking about you know Halloween Kills online. Halloween kills, it's like yeah. everybody. Yeah. If you're a part of a horror page on Facebook, like if you if you like something, you're a fool compared to <laughs> these people. Um, so, so I, but like, but if you look at the hell house movies, they are, um, they're done tremendously well. They're super cheap, uh, kind of fun movies, but like they, they, uh, they pulled it off. So, um, some honors honor. I have an honorable mention. Uh, I have Lake Mungo, which I thought was, uh, which yeah. was really good, which was nice. really great. Um, uh, go, uh, Gojium, I'm, I'm probably pronouncing that uh, haunted asylum is also really great. Um, yeah. Those, all of those actually could have like, I, I had a top five list. So if we got anything and those, those would be the other ones that I would put into it just because um, if you haven't seen Gojim um, haunted asylum um, and please uh, correct me on my pronunciation, I would appreciate that. Um, you know, that's done tremendously well. Um, you know, I'm a big a, a horror fan and um, yeah, like Mungo. Uh, pulled off, pulled off well. So, yeah, I've got a couple uh, honorable mentions. Um, the uh, one cut of the dead that, that's a, a fun one, and uh, final prayer. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Final Prayer, it's on Tubi. I found it. Oh, wait, um, I just watched it. I, I just watched that. Yeah. yeah, somebody, I think I read about it in like Dead Central or something. They're like, this movie is kind of boring, but the end is fucked up and i was like all right i'm in for that and truly that's what happened uh it's pretty good it's about um uh three uh priests or a, a group of tech guy priests and a guy who kind of thing believes in god i don't know and they go to investigate a, a miracle at a new church um and shit gets weird obviously and it's but the, the end is just so fucked up like royally like you're like what the fuck so yeah that <laughs> yeah, was a lot of fun. fun um yeah i mean i pro I, I probably have a couple of uh honorable mentions like if we're doing that um i would definitely one million percent i mean it, it would have been in my top actually but frankenstein's army uh fucking super fun i mean i don't know if you guys have seen it terrible name 
like the name itself deterred me. The cover like was a second deterrent. Um, so maybe I'm not selling it that great. But then I watched it, and it's basically like this found like World War II found footage movie of these soldiers that discover this like this like compound of crazy like not like scientist science like mad scientist made nazi monsters um and they're fuck like the monsters are fucking cool man like it's totally like again between like the name and the cover and i was just probably like smoking bowls and had nothing to watch and i was like i'm gonna put this on and hope for the best and you know it was so good um i definitely recommend frankenstein's army the monsters are really cool um it's like i don't know it feels like you're playing a weird like uh, like the, the newer Resident Evil movies that are kind of like first per, uh, Resident Evil games that are kind of like are just first person. It mm-hmm. like felt like one of those. It felt like it could have totally been one of those. Like um, but but really, cool. really cool stuff. Yeah, I've definitely was turned off by the cover and name. I've yeah. definitely heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah. past it. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of those ones on Tubi where I was just like, "No thanks." Like, yeah. and I, then I finally yeah. watched it, and I was like, "All right, this is actually." It was cool. like next to Return to Blood <laughs> Fart Camp or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like this movie was made by a high schooler, right? Like that's that's what it is. No, right. it was actually good. It's a good movie, though. It's pretty okay. Fun. Cool. I'll, yeah, that, that was right. really cool. I have an honorable mention that's hard to find, but if you can find it, it's very much worth the watch. It's from 2011. It's called The Tunnel. And oh, yeah. It's a fucking okay. awesome movie. And it's about the tunnels underneath Paris. And not the catacombs, but actual tunnels underneath Paris. And it's uh, it's a super good found footage movie. Um, pretty low budget, and it's a mix between like the actual found footage itself and also interview footage. Um, and it's like... It, it's a really, really well done um, movie for tension, like tension and suspense. And they use the budget really well, too, because there's some stuff in it, like some creature effects in it that are really cool and everything like that, too. Um, but yeah, it's from 2011. And it's actually, I, I want to say the movie itself was made in England or something like that. Like it's an English release. So if you want to find the physical media, I think you have to get like one of the weird region free blu-rays or something like that but it's it's one that i've tried to track down for streaming for a while and i haven't been able to find it but if you can find it very worth the watch yeah cool. i found it recently but it was like uh, it was a hard time i, I gotta i gotta it was fun i, I have to rewatch it because i think i was half watching it but i remember it was it was pretty cool i'm glad i haven't seen it. all right uh questions nope. sister six Sinister Six. Sinister Josh, you ready? Yeah, sh- sure, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. <clears throat> these are, uh, yeah, these are opinion questions. Um, rapid fire. As rapid as you want, really. Um, yeah, so, all right, here we go. Freddie or Jason? Oh, Freddie, all the way. Oh, nice. Nice. What's the difference between thriller and horror? Ooh, um, that's a tough one. I, I, I don't, I, I don't really think there is much of a difference. I'm kind of one of those people that when you kind of see, when I see people make those distinctions in fucking comment sections, I roll my eyes back to like next week. So I kind of put them all, I don't know. I, I kind of lump all that stuff in 
Um, which again, purists may like want to punch me in the face for that, but same thing with sci-fi. I'm kind of like, it's all under this same umbrella for me personally. I'm pretty much the same way. Yeah. Everything can fit under the horror umbrella. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we had uh, Brian Usna, director of society. Stuff. He said uh, bodily fluids. That, that was his answer. Nice. <laughs> that was one of our favorites. Nice. Um, all right. Uh, what horror movie influenced your taste the most? Oh, wow. Um, the Burbs. Probably. Nice. I have a Burbs shirt. Yeah. I love the Burbs. I think the Burbs is, uh, is uh, A, like Tom Hanks in a horror movie. Like, let's Hell yeah. Uh, like, so na- national treasure, Tom Hanks, in a, in, a, in a decent horror film. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like it's, they, they pull it off. Fun decent, fact decent also, horror, great film. Yeah. Tom Hanks' yeah, first, sure. first movie was actually a horror movie. What Just was? so you know, it wasn't the Burbs. It was something else, and he uh, he played a relatively minor part. But um, yeah, it's his first movie, and it was a horror movie about a. It was like a psychological horror movie. Interesting. I gotta mm-hmm. look that up. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm, it up. I'm looking it up right now while you guys are talking. So. Okay. Right. I would also say, like, I, like a side thing, and this is, uh, I, I, maybe most people won't call this horror, but I think. As a kid, Little Monsters definitely probably influenced me a lot. Oh, and, nice! So I have to have to. That throw movie that one fucked up my sister. My little sister <laughs> I, just I fucked her up when that they uh, chopped that dude, the monster's head off. The, the yeah, one see, monster you know has, and, and I'll call it a... <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah. she's still traumatized by that. All right. So um, just so you guys know, there's actually two horror films that he was in, <laughs> but his first movie was called He Knows You're Alone. And that one was uh, the stalkery psychological one. Uh, yeah. And then the other, it's, the it's other being one stalked upon a serial killer in Staten Island, which, yeah. like, I think is everybody in Staten Island, right? Isn't Pretty that, much. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's not how Staten is. <laughs> Isn't that why that's you go? Actually, that's why you move. That's there, actually right? that's legitimately the reason that Wu Tang is nothing to fuck with. That's right. that's literally <laughs> the um, But the other one is Mazes and Monsters, which is a terrible movie. But yeah, it's the other horror movie that he's in. Um. All right, number four, right? Yeah. Uh, if you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? Uh, I love this. I th- hold on. One movie from existence. Uh, oh, man. This is tough. Um, and you can pass to- if you don't want to be mean. <laughs> no, I love to be. It, 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 this is the the problem. Is there's so many. There's too many. Yeah, right you can pass for um, that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck it, I'm gonna pass. That's such a good one, but I I can't like actually. No, no, no so we can cut. We can come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I chose I chose any movie made by Rob Zombie, but yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? The Conjuring Man. I could give less of a fuck. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. You and, you and Graham can go sit around and talk about how much you hate <laughs> and the hate the Conjuring together. Fuck yeah! Good. I, <laughs> I went back. Good. I went back and I tried. I, you know, I heard you guys talking the other day, and I think uh, I think it was uh, what you were looking forward to for this year. And I think you guys mentioned um, not not Insidious. What's the other one? Um, 
with Ethan Hawke. That was really good. That I thought. Oh, sinister, sinister, sinister. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought, yeah. I thought that was probably because I, I kind of lumped that in in that same time period of like those those three, and I thought that was probably like the best one of of like mainstream kind of like haunting sure. totally. Anyway. Yeah, I would say that I could probably like. I think I don't know. I think the Conjuring is good. I think it's the modern day poltergeist. But like, I think that um, um, between like Sinister and um, and whatever we just, um, I, I'm gonna have to go with Ethan Hawke on that one because that that movie is just it's just uh, it's just better. I don't know. It's like yeah, uh, the, the other one was the a opening scene different. alone is fucked up. Yeah, it's like fucked. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, are ghosts real? Definitely, I hope so. <laughs> all right, uh, and last one Midsummer or Hereditary? Hereditary, definitely. All right, that's, that's, a, that's a hands down one, but uh, yeah, I would definitely say Hereditary. Say, I'm Midsummer. I mean that's that's like that's how it is, right? Like yeah. I mean, I love tend to be passionate one way or the other on it when it comes to that question with the guests. Yeah, I mean they're both fantastic. I think it's a really hard choice, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Midsummer fan. Just yeah, I think Midsummer was done very very well. Like it's a great film. Just I think I connected with Hereditary and like honestly, I'm a sucker for anything with like demon lore and yeah. Uh, any sort of gate to hell, uh, a cult, uh, any anything involving that, you kind of won me over. Whereas, mm-hmm. I mean, Midsummer kind of has that from the more like folk horror perspective. But I, uh, I don't know, Hereditary fucking hit me, hit me the right way, and I, I love it. Midsummer's cool, but it's just not a movie that I like. I will like seek out and and watch. And again, like I try to be less critical because, like, I don't know, man. Comments in horror are so fucking negative and and uh i'll do that shit with music i don't know i feel like i'm fine like sh- sh- like shitting on music and, and stuff like that but movies i'm like i'm not making movies dude i'm why am i gonna fucking shit on ari Aster? like these are great films like well who the fuck i'm sitting in my basement and who the fuck am i to say some negative <laughs> stuff um i, you know, uh, I so fully I, agree um but yeah did uh, you did you grow up in new york yeah i grew up in like south brooklyn area yeah yeah. yeah, you uh, you you sound like you're from New York, as opposed to all these other <laughs> all these other transplant ru- Brooklyn yeah, ruiners. Get them out of here! Uh, yeah, get them yeah. the fuck out of here! No, they're honestly, uh, I mean, like, listen, there's great music and shows up here because everyone kind of moved here, so like, right, right, and like all the hardcore, all the hardcore that I was listening to that no no one like when everyone was just like Madball and Madball's great, but I was kind of like I wanted to listen to other like bad stuff and. New York kids were not having it at the time, but I feel like kids, uh, people come from from elsewhere and like, oh, all right, cool. Here are other people that appreciate these fucking, you know, different types of non goony hardcore bands. Well, I yeah. think from I think from like from Madball, I, I call it the basketball jersey era, which was like basically <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically go from like Madball and it kind of ends at like 
like 25 to life you know what i mean like and sure, the, that's sure, like sure. The, that's like the that's like the scope of like new york hardcore i mean yeah. so few of of that era of that like dms crew and all that stuff and there's there's things that rose out of it that i that i still kind of like and stuff like that but so much of that is so so hard to listen to now it's like it's so i mean like i like like the west coast versions like i like terror and stuff like that but like uh yeah. especially or like like mid-level terror like when they weren't so mad bally i really mm-hmm. like and scott vogel i think it's cool yeah i still kind of like i still kind of like hate breed um and, and joss is cool i'm from bridgeport originally so um so oh, I, nice. I, I, I gotta kind of respect that that these guys are from you know from bridgeport you know what i mean but uh um, yeah 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 but boy, like it's it's the, those are tough listens these days. You know what I mean? Like you know you know you don't you know you don't see. I mean, like and like and especially like the way they all are now with the with the freaking vax and the virus. You know what I mean? And it's like those guys, oh, none do. of the they just didn't age well. It's like no, no. And the, dude, I went to the. I mean, listen, I, I still love a lot of that shit. Like, like it's funny because whenever there's you know a lot of like younger kids, like oh, you know they they, they have this this like. They, they have a lot of criticism for this, the same stuff you're talking about. And I agree, but it's like a lot of these dudes have always been like this. So it's like, I'm not really surprised about certain mentalities, but it's still fun to go see Madball. Like I went to go, I went to go see Madball at the, at the park for that show. I'm sure you probably heard about yeah, that. Yeah. And like, I didn't go, I didn't, like, I already know what John Joseph's whole fucking thing is. I'm not going to sit yeah. there and watch blood clot, but, but somehow like you get, I get lumped, you know, you get lumped into this whole thing that you just show up and you're like whoops i i showed up to the anti-vax event i guess but i just wanted to hear madball play set it off and and (laughs) here i am like why can't i yeah why can't i like like why can't i like bands and not have to be embarrassed about it is the problem i uh i've been i've been arguing with jojo mags since the myspace days he has been out of his fucking mind for a long time actually i think kind of since the beginning he's always been like but like yeah. he's always been like, oh, they're poisoning us. And you're like, ah, oh, you're right, buddy. Come on, dude. Like, yeah, sure. you were a you were a Hari Krishna that dressed like Santa Claus to rip people off. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, dude, like, like let's 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 get real, guys. I mean, I mean, like, I love like, go, go do a fucking yeah. Chromax, oh, best best funny. best one one album band of all time. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, maybe maybe grill that. But um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he should just stick to the fucking walking tours, bro. I don't know. I can't really deal with him uh, online. <laughs> yeah. And, like, people argue with him, and it's like, why? Like, he's going to block you. It's, I mean, it's cool, <laughs> but, I, like, I don't know. It's such an – it's embarrassing. And, like, he's, le- he's like, less embarrassing now than, like, Harley Flanagan is on a, on a, on a like, internet presence tip. And, sure. and uh, that's a feat. And, actually, like, he's I – like, I like, like, Harley Flanagan is now, like, he's great. It's like wholesome content, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I want to. What's Harley Flanagan up to? I don't give a fuck about John Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they really shouldn't have give Flanagan. I mean, Flanagan's got like a swastika tattoo, and then like almost beat up the new bassist because he was black. But um, he's uh, uh, but yeah, but for some reason now Flanagan is like, yeah, the good guy. And I don't know. Every every five yeah, years they have to switch places. Like, who's gonna do the turn heel now? It's gonna be Flanagan, <laughs> and then it's gonna be John Joseph. <laughs> And it's the age of it's the it's the it's not the age of quarrel. It's the forever. Oh, quarrel. come oh, on, come on. <laughs> that's good. That's, good. that's um, a good one. Um, but it's uh, um, yeah. No, uh, I love what I love <laughs> about this episode is that we started at Green Day and pop punk, and now we're we're ending on like gritty New York hardcore, like 
yeah, the, yeah. The real stuff. See, I'm, I I'm someone. Oh, we boy. still got recommendations coming. Oh, sorry, true. sorry. That is true. I'm saying we might not end on the hardcore. Oh, yeah, we might oh, not. True. We <laughs> might not. I, 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 will, I do want to say the best thing I ever heard in regards to this, like John Joseph's internet presence was somebody called him like uh, um, uh, the age of QAnon, and that's like the best fucking thing. <laughs> that's, that's fucking perfect. Um, yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to do my re- recommendations right now. And I'm going to re- give my recommendations for my three favorite New York hardcore bands. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, God. Now this is maybe. Uh, now you're this. on the spot. <laughs> um, oh, no, I'm going to go, go Leeway, number one. Um, Leeway was fantastic. Probably the most yeah. underrated of the New York hardcore bands. Um, uh, number two, I'm probably going to have to. I'm probably going to have to go judge just because that fucking New York crew record still good. Fed up is still a great song. Um, like they were just the beast of it. Um, and I'm going to tie number one with GB Gorilla Biscuits and probably quicksand just because I think those records are still super good. So that's my, that's my, uh, that's a little bit from more from my era. I was more of into youth crew shit than, um, than actually like like bro down stuff. But yeah, that's so that's yeah. my red. That's my that's my weekly recommendations. Go out and uh, right. go go listen to Start Today by Gorilla Biscuits. That record is still fantastic and still relevant yeah. and still a fun record and still like a record that you can play all the time. And Quicksand put out a dope album last year. Yeah, they really did. They really did. Yeah. Quicksand's still a great band. Though. Still a great band. Yeah. Walter still writes amazing music. Yeah, Walter is probably one of the most underrated like like musician producer. Yeah. Like you know like a songwriter, like a yeah. Songwriter from from that so yeah, um, and that's what I'm going to say. Oh, and go watch the if you haven't finished Yellow Jackets, uh, please do. It's it's uh, really one of the better shows that we've uh, we've been fortunate enough to have. Like, uh, it's like if they had a television show like Yellow Jackets when I was a kid, I probably would have been a much much better person. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go. Uh, I got one each. I got movie, TV, and music this, this week. So, uh, first nice. movie, kn- Knife Corp. Starring Kane Hodder and Austin Coleman. Uh, oh, yeah. Hinson Chan. And uh, it's got a Felissa Rose ca- uh, cameo. Um, it was written and directed by Zach Zorba Gashin. Uh, it's about a high school senior who sells knives door to door and then goes to Kane Hodder's house. Uh, so, you, yeah, it's, it's great. It's super fun, legitimately funny. Um, it's just fun. So I love fun horror. Uh, that's right up there. Um, as soon as I saw that, it reminded me of when I was like right at the end of high school, and I was like, I need to get a job, and I almost started working for Cutco. Yeah, and that was like, fucking, like straight up, dude. I was like, if I would have fucked up and went to Kane Hodder's house, that would have been bad news. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's exactly what would have happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, TV, uh, Bo Burnham, uh, his uh, Zach Stone is going to be famous. I don't know if you oh, yeah. guys saw that. It was came out like 10 years ago on MTV, I think. Um, it's about Zach Stone, played by Bo Burnham. Uh, instead of going to college, he decides to become famous without having uh, any talent. Um, uh, Thomas F. Wilson, who is Biff from Back to the Future, plays his dad. Uh, and Robbie Amell, who is in it, uh, I, is in it. And I'm also in love with him, I think, from the Babysitter movies. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, 
uh, there. Uh, and so for music, <clears throat> I found a dope band, uh, Falci from Italy. Uh, uh, it's death metal and it's a tribute to uh, Lucio Falci's uh, movies. Um, this newest one called Exhumed Information uh, is from Voices from Beyond. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one. It was his last movie. I can't find it. I've never seen it. Um, but the first side is like classic death metal. And, and Ryan, you'll like this. Like Mortician, Obituary, and Bolt Thrower. Yeah. And I know you like a couple of those. So I, I do. I do. I like to say. Um... Yeah. So this is a, a, a metal band I think you might like. Italian. Everything's about Fulci movies. The first one, Tropical Sun, is about zombie. So fucking good. This, this new one came out last year. The first side is just classic death metal. The second side plays out uh, like a, a soundtrack. It's amazing. Um, so check that out. Fulci. That's dope. I am, I, you know, like, uh, I, I love one obituary album. Um, and it's Slowly Rewrought. The original one, the original version of Slowly Rewrought is such a great, great metal song. It's like so perfect. Uh, then they got like, then something happened to them, and I don't know if it was production or what it is. And then, uh, but by the time you get to Red Deck, Red Deck Stomp, I'm out. Anytime, <laughs> anytime the stars and bars start flying, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gone. So that's that's uh, that's my. Uh, um, so I got two recommendations: one TV show, one movie. Uh, the movie is go see the new Scream. It fucking rules. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, surprisingly good. I, I went into it. I wouldn't say with necessarily like super high expectations, but I'm a big fan of the Scream franchise, so I had significant expectations, and uh, it did great. Like it's it's really good. Um, avoid spoilers like a motherfucker um, until you go see it. It's it's fun to watch it all play out. Um, and uh, the TV show I'm going to recommend Peacemaker. Um, yeah. I just I just watched all three of the episodes that they dropped right off the off the beginning, and I laughed the whole fucking time. It is hilarious. It's filthy, like it is dirty, dirty, but like it's yeah. so funny. Um, shockingly, only, shockingly filthy. Um, <laughs> like the opening. The, first off, the opening credit scene is just awesome. The opening sequence, but. Yep. <laughs> This, the opening scene of the first episode when he's coming out of prison and he's having the conversation with the janitor is so fucking funny just because they start dropping like DC references like crazy. Like they shit on Aquaman because John Cena says that he fucks fish. Like it's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And uh, John Cena is shockingly good at playing the part. Like I thought he was going to be good, but he's very good at playing the part. Um, and if you don't know who Peacemaker is, he's from the, the Suicide Squad movie, but he's basically if Deadpool fucked Captain America and got written by DC. So that's about what it is. My kid loved it because I kept saying, why isn't there anybody starring in this? Who? Where is it? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. making the John Cena joke. And right, I can't right. see him. My kid, yeah. kept look, my kid kept looking at me like, dude, you're just like... Aren't you supposed to be like some sort of comedian? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, what? I can't see John Cena. She's like, the entire internet made that joke, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's solid. Um, it's uh, 
I liked it way better than I expected it to. So you should absolutely watch yeah, it. I liked the first episode a lot. I haven't seen the rest yet, but I watched the first. It was great. The other two are just as good as the first one, if not yeah. even better, because they kind of settle into their roles. But yeah, there's three episodes out. It's on HBO Max. Go watch it. It's awesome. Cool. cool. All right, Josh. So take us out. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly reiterate my uh, recommendation on Frankenstein's Army for people who haven't seen it. Again, if you can get past like how dumb the name is and how stupid the cover looks, uh, <laughs> super super fun. Um, two, I would say. Actually, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do a mute. A, a, a band I've been listening to a lot um, is the Chisel out of the UK. Like the UK is putting out so many awesome punk bands right now. Um, but Chisel album Retaliation just came out. It's really awesome. It's like yeah. a really awesome street punk slash oi record. Like lots of like like obvious influence there, and like a lot of like bl- like particularly Blitz riffs. And I'm super super about it. Um, that record is super fucking, and uh, it's getting like a lot a, of hype right now. Like a like a new age Blitz, or like a, yeah like... yeah exactly exactly yeah, like 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 older stuff too and then there's like there's these songs that are very much like like new age style uh not not like second empire but like definitely like it's a good record Um, you like it right really good yeah super super awesome the chisel retaliation the titch the the title track is like was was like my my aunt like i've been playing that shit on repeat for like months but so your entrance music um (laughs) it might as well be like it's so good i can't i dare i dare you to put that on and not get fucking hyped immediately um but yeah and then i think the show i would recommend um that i guess i didn't see a ton of people talking about was invasion i really loved invasion on apple plus i don't know if any of you guys saw it it's um it is like uh it's 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 basically a, an alien invasion like setting but it's it's all these different stories and they're kind of weaving into the same story. And like, it's just happening around the world almost as if like, as if it were happening in real time, like how, how people are reacting and, and told through these, these like four or five different stories. Um, and I think it's really, really well done. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're already getting a second season, but I, I would, lo- I, I'm more so I want to hear what people think. I, it's, it was such a cool show. I think a lot, I think they have like, like if you search it, the reviews are not good. I just don't, I don't really understand that. Um, Cause they're saying like not a lot happens, but it's a slow burn. And I feel like if you get through the, it's only like eight or nine episodes. And I think they, they really deliver. Like the first few is definitely ramping things up, but I, I definitely recommend invasion. If, if anyone has like Apple plus or other means to watch uh, things, or like they do the you know get a free trial for a week and then cancel it some shit but highly recommended. Oh, that's a great one. And I real quick I want to uh, recommend uh, uh, our show that we're going to be doing. Oh yes, January twenty yeah. eighth, the Groundhog Day show at the Nest. Heavy Lag oh, is yeah. going to be playing. Super excited about that. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. Like Night Surf is awesome too. Um, yeah, Gordita be <clears throat> fucking rips. And Long Drag, I think, is the other. Yeah, the Long other Drag, game. super good. So I'm really excited about them too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun. I'm stoked to play that place. I like. I see them. I see. I see pictures of that spot all the time. It looks really, really cool. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, you're. Yeah. We're gonna have a good time. I saw. Awesome. Gor- I, saw Gord- I, I saw Gordita Beach. 
when I was there in the nest. And I will tell you, Gordita Beach is probably one of the most like the like if people aren't listening to Gordita Beach, you're really missing out because they are just like they are hitting some like this like little tiny window of awesomeness that is like so like I don't know I'm just a big Gordita Beach fan like seeing yeah, them yeah. live was amazing he's just he, him and her are super fucking cool um like I, I love that her like her mom was at the show and they were dressed the same and like um, <laughs> you know what I mean and, like it was like, Derek's what yeah yeah it was so dope and um and then uh and just musically they're just like they uh, um they got it you know what i mean like you're like yeah. oh yeah that's right i actually love love music sometimes you need a little like not that i don't ever know that i, I mean I listen to music all the time i talk about it think about it all the time but like sometimes you're like you see that and you're like oh yeah that's right some of this shit is just fucking amazing <laughs> so yeah so big yeah, gordita yeah, yeah. beach fan so so that, yeah, I guess I guess that, I guess that's a I guess that's a recommendation for Gordita Beach too again yeah yet again because I yeah. recommended it. Well, well, this was super fun, Josh. Thanks for uh, for joining us. On, uh, yeah, on thank you show. so yeah, much for, cool. for making this work. Um, Thanks um, for having me. This was awesome. I, yeah. No, we uh, we we this is uh, this is what we're here to do. Talk about uh, talk about rad shit with rad people. And um and uh, I just got to say a big shout out to all our listeners. Uh, Worldwide, we are we every episode. It just keeps getting more incredible. Um, um, thank you. Uh, tell a friend about our podcast if you if you're listening. Uh, we we keep growing exponentially, but I always love I uh, I stare at numbers a lot on this show and try to try to make sure that we're hitting all our uh, demographics and uh, making sure. So, uh, um, United Kingdom killing it. Canada is killing it. New Zealand is killing it. Australia is killing it. Germany, Mexico. Oh God, I fucking love Mexico. Um, Sweden. I mean, if I could go, like every time I'm in, in like all over Mexico too, like Sonora, Osaka, Puebla, uh, Quintana Roo, Hidalgo, Baja. Like so, like you know, I'm just like when I see these things, it just like warms my heart that we're uh, that we're having the success with everybody. Around. I mean, Americans, you guys are fine. We love you. You know, you're the bulk of it. Uh, but to see that uh, we can talk to people around the world, we, you're actually not fine. Um, we're actually a really sick, sick, sick place. But um, but that's uh, but um, but that's a whole other other podcast. Um, but I just want to say thanks to everybody for uh, for tuning in and uh, and, oh, being and real quick. I want to give a shout out to the Patreon members because we have a new one too. I didn't even tell you guys yet. The Army of the Goddamned. So we've got Drew Muldowney, Alan Graham, Kristen Pearl, Ashley Ketchum, Chris Fortune, and Ron Knobloch. Our new one is Jake Danger Jolly. What? The famous Clay Zombies. What? Jake He's Jolly? now an official member of the Army of the Goddamned. Oh my God, Jake is such a good dude. Uh, guest on our such show, um, put out a great movie. If you haven't seen Clay Zombies, uh, um, you haven't seen anything. Um, I would stop. There's, there's ever, there's everything before your life that you've seen Clay Zombies and everything after. Um, so please, uh, please go find that and check it out. Uh, our episode with Jake was super fun. He's a, he's a great guy. 
Um, he uh, he is uh, what horror is all about and what we're here for, what we're here for. So um, please go check out Jake and uh, thanks everybody with Patreon. Fuck. Like uh, oh, yeah. people walking away from their from their hard-earned money to pay us uh, fucking fuck shit to hear to hear Graham give really bad taste opinions. You know what I mean? And me, <laughs> and me have to correct him. I mean, like I mean, like it's it's amazing that I'm finally being paid for this. Um, but uh, but I really do appreciate everybody for coming out and doing it. And um, and uh, you know, and if uh, you're struggling in life, please reach out. We're here. We all do this together. Uh, we love you all. And uh, and uh, nothing but respect for uh, everybody. Um, well, you know, you know, you know, ex- except for like the, the, the bad guys. Um, but um, <laughs> thank you for, um, and we know, we all know who they are. Can we can we just be honest? We, I think even the bad guys know that the bad guys, right? Like at this point, yeah. I mean, <laughs> although you can make an argument like the dark side, they would have never called themselves the dark side. They would have been like, no, we're the light side. You know, like <laughs> we're the we're the we're the good side. Um, like we know we blow up planets, but sometimes planets have to be blown up. You know what I mean? To you know, no, we blow up Alderaan. Um, anyways, thank you all for tuning in to um, another goddamn horror podcast. And please come back and check us next. We have a lot of more cool people coming up, and we got uh, an amazing lineup um, ahead of us. Every time I look at it, I get a little choked up because it's uh, living out our dreams out here. So uh, remember, everybody, uh, go uh, start some fires and uh, break some glass. Thank you.